0: Hearts
1: cast.
0: the morning to you it's friday july 26 2019 and welcome to a new edition of the Fritzcast. i don't know why i'm speaking in this accent but i am and i feel like we could just do the whole program in it i don't even know what that was i don't even know if that was british irish uh it definitely wasn't scottish didn't sound angry enough to be scottish the Scottish voice would definitely be something like Ark! welcome to me program. It is July twenty-six. Nobody gives a damn about the year." And you know, alcohol would definitely heavily be more involved. So it'd be, I'd be slurring words and stuff if it was. Hey, hey, everybody, how you doing? So, if I had an accomplishment for this past week, uh, I would say the accomplishment would have been the fact that uh, we, uh my wife and I finally had the last baby class that that's the accomplishment for this past week that was yesterday in fact that was the what what class was that that was uh, we've had a mother infant assessment class we've had a uh we've had a birthing class we've had a breastfeeding class we've had uh yesterday was uh, we've had a postpartum class if you want uh if you want a short short version of postpartum um if you're not the one bearing the child get ready because uh everything falls on you. That's what happens postpartum. Everything is your job. Taking out the trash, your job. Cooking, your job. Cleaning, your job. Making sure that your wife is comfortable, your job. Making sure that your baby's comforted, Kind of your wife's job but also your job everything is your job so yesterday's class was actually taking care of your your infant you know baby thing and and actually you know some some of them some of them some of the things probably seem monotonous they definitely seemed monotonous to me some of them but like last night they taught me how to swaddle you know how to, how to swaddle never knew how to do that Never knew how to do that, never been able to practice on it, because I don't have baby dolls lying around, because I'm not a creep. So, they gi- I mean, they give you this baby doll, and, like, while, you <laughs> while you're in class, like, you- some people just flop around this baby doll, and I feel like you can't do that. So, like, I'm sitting with my legs crossed, and I'm, like, cradling the thing in my legs, and I'm like, oh, look, it's a natural cradle for it. Look at that. I can do that with my kid. Look. And other people are just flopping this thing around. I'm like, I'm like, you can't do that. Take care of it. It's a baby. For the love of God, this is the time to practice to make sure that you're doing it right. If you're not practicing right, you you, pra- you play how you practice. Damn it. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna treat the baby doll like it's a baby, are you gonna treat your baby like it's a baby? For real? Probably because it's an actual baby, but that's beside the point. Looking at other dudes there, and I'm like, "Come on, man, take care of it. This thing doesn't even look like me, and I'm taking care of it." But needless to say, we're we're, we're glad that we've aco- that we've tackled the classes, and at the same time, it's freaking us both out <laughs> because it's almost August, and aside from, uh, let me pull up my calendar my calendar here. Where is it? It's on the desktop right there. It says calendar. Dummy. It's funny, I always look up at the top le- the top right side of my screen. has the date and time up in there. But I have a calendar right there in the toolbar down there. And I don't even look at it. So let's see, next week is going to be a normal week. And then the following week, uh, August 4th, that's Sunday, August 4th through probably that week. The week of the 4th through the 10th. Probably won't be an episode of FritzCast because I just got some days off approved, so Monday, that Monday, I'll be headed down for a little beach vacation. That's going to be like our last vacation forever Uh, because August is here and August is it. August is literally it. This baby's due September 4th. That's a Wednesday. Wednesday. This baby's due September fourth. My wife is still kind of hoping out that it holds, that she holds off until her birthday, on the fourteenth. I um, mean, yeah, that's ten days to hold off. That's it's a long time. My wife's a little nutty. I love her though, but she's a little nutty. Uh, but, but that's it. It's just August left to go through, and really, really, this is the this is the territory where like anything can happen now. Uh, between now and September fourth, this baby could be like, hey, you know what? I'm ripe. It's time to come out. Here I come. Boom. Hello, world. It it could it could literally go like that. So it's 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 kind of like semi freak out time, because uh, the the eight months up till now have been this like. Up and down roller coaster ride. I think I've kind of highlighted it in the dad blog, which will be updated this week and probably updated next week as well, since I won't be behind the microphone, as it were. But the the up and down has always been like you know. There's always this. There's this level of surrealness because I know the baby's in there. I've felt that baby kick. I felt my daughter kick. I've read to my daughter. I've read. We have a, a crap ton of little golden books, and a good friend of mine from. Across the street, um, since I ref- since I refrained from government names, we'll just call him Patrick O'Houlihan. Uh, he across the street. He bought me this this pack of like five golden books that that are all Star Wars, which is freaking awesome. I know somebody out there is like, "Wow, what a nerd!" No, these are freaking awesome. They're little golden books. They're Star Wars. Uh, one's about Han Solo, one's about Princess Leia, one's about Darth Vader, one's about Yoda. And the other one, I think, is about droids. I'm not entirely sure, but I've read at least one or two of those books to her. I've read her, the the little golden book of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it, you know, it's nerdy, it's fun, this is what you do as an expectant parent. You sit around and you play with your wife's stomach because you, your wife lets you play with her stomach. And it's cool, you see this little alien thing moving around. And uh, it it kind of freaks you out, but it's one of those. It's like it's like that YouTube video that pops up. Like it's so you're just so morbidly curious about it that you can't not help but bug this baby. That's how that works. Despite the fact that you do that, though, despite the fact that you know that, especially you would think, you know, with a pregnant woman that she would constantly know that you know this is real. Still, my wife tells me like. She wakes up some mornings, and she tells me that it's surreal. It's like, you know, is this really happening? Am I going to wake up tomorrow, and and this is all going to have been a dream? That kind of a thing. And for me, I mean, it's the same way. I I feel that baby kick. I read to that baby. I watch that baby move around. And then I'm brought back to how this all started, and it feeling surreal and and trying to get adjusted to it. And, And then I know, I know... This baby's going to come, and then reality smacks you in the face. Like, boom, here it is. You're responsible for it. Take care of it. Love it. Um, nurture it, you know, or her in this case. I should, I should be saying that since we know it's a girl. But, uh, again, still surreal. She'll, she'll come out, and then I'll be like, look, this is my daughter. Instead of thinking, you know, in the way I'm thinking. And it's really funny, I just had this little notification pop up on my phone and my phone background, my lock screen, is uh like the sonogram, the 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 thing that they did it's the three D imager where they actually can make the the face of your baby. And that's what it is. Uh that's the background of my phone and you know, I I, I think I already mentioned on the program, uh this this child, she has my nose. Like it's my nose on that face. So I'm constantly reminded looking at my phone, but you know it'll be it'll be a fun ride. That's why database exists. That's why fritzcastdatabase.wordpress.com exists. And uh, soon, sooner or later, I might actually I might actually stop being a cheap bum and actually chill out for a web address. So that instead of it being fritzcast.wordpress.com or whatever, it will just be like fritzcast.com or something. But we'll kick that can down the line later. All right. Something popped in my head I wanted to talk... That this is kind of an old subject now. But I just thought about it with, with my phone notification. Uh, because my iPhone... I did a Periscope talking about my iPhone. Because I think last week I mentioned... I'll, I mentioned that I would talk about my phone woes. And then I didn't talk about it in the podcast. And this happens a lot with me. Like, I'll take one subject... That I'll throw in there in my intro and then I'll totally forget to talk about it. And then I'm doing a Periscope or a V-Log or something to update it so that I'm not a hypocrite. Uh, my phone woes have been solved. Apple, Apple uh, stupidly pushed a, a 12.3.2 update to iPhone 8 Pluses to fix some damn bug or something. So my iCloud backup of my phone... Was under that one, I get a brand new iPhone XS Max, and when I go to try to access the backup from the iPhone 8 Plus, which if you don't know how that works, pretty much you can just take the phone backup of your last phone, it'll apply it to your new phone, and it's like you didn't change phones at all, except your, your hardware did. Your phone changed, but everything on it did not. Um, so your contacts, your messages, like everything will just transfer over. Well the iPhone 10 updates were 12.3.1 and they didn't do a 12.3.2 and they weren't going to do a 12.3.2 just last j- just a couple of days ago they upgraded to 12.4 for these damn 10s's, or for the for the for the 10 for the 10s cuz it's 10 ten ten 10s max and the 10s which my wife has the 10s um So we were walking around for like a week without being able to access any of our crap. And we were like, well, we don't want to play with the phones. We don't want to get them set up if we can't get our backups on here. And I messaged Apple and I gave them hell. I said, you know, I went into your freaking store. I wanted to upgrade the damn phone. Your people should have known about this because this was a known issue. But they didn't say crap to me about it. They just got me a goddamn new phone. And here I am walking around without my contacts, without anything. I'm blind. Well, now it's fixed, so it's not an issue. But uh, wh- what was it a week or so ago? Everybody was doing the Face App challenge. The the hey, take a picture of yourself and do this old filter and see how you'll look in twenty or thirty years, you know. And everybody was doing it. And after everybody did it, because we're all stupid, right? Somebody researched the Face App company, found that it was a Russian company, found that the terms and agreements, which everybody just cr- clicks agree to that those included, uh, hey, we'll have access to your whole camera roll and we can use these uh, photographs for whatever we want. And everybody was like kind of, they they were kind of semi-outraged. And I can't stand it because I'm like, you guys did this to yourself. I was like, do you realize that Facebook, I think it was Facebook a while ago, had a huge-ass data breach. And that was all, you willingly put this information on the internet, knowing the dangers of it. But you, you don't even read the terms and conditions of it. You, and, and, and this happens all the time. People download apps all the time. And then they're like, this app violates my privacy. And I'm like, there was the terms and conditions that, that yeah, it was 17 pages long and you didn't read it. You just, you know, scrolled, scrolled, scrolled so that you could hit agree. And you didn't research it. And I'm, so it's, uh, I get it though, because I do the same thing. You know, sometimes I'm like, I'm not reading all these terms and conditions and crap. I don't care. Just just give me the goddamn app. Let me use the thing. Should it be simplified? Yeah, you know, yeah. Should there be legislation forcing it to be simplified? Uh, stop.
1: Stop.
0: We Like, we really need our elected representatives sitting down debating, you know, shouldn't apps make their terms and conditions like only like one or two pages long? Because that would be totally freaking hypocritical because every bill that goes before the government is like hundreds of pages long. And every bill that they propose is multifaceted. It's never one subject. It's multiple subjects. So shut up. Just shut up. That being said, I I didn't do the FaceApp thing. I didn't download the app. I found it stupid. So much to the point that I... Just posted the other day that I finally did it, and I posted a picture of Kratos from God of War 2018 uh, as my, you know, oh hey, I did the Face app agey thing. This is how I'm going to look in 20 years. I wish. Whatever. Point being, totally got sidetracked there because my whole point wasn't actually a rant on the Face app thing. The iPhones have a Face ID thing. You know, where it scans your face and it can recognize your face and it can unlock your phone with your face, which is very cool technology, but also very scary technology. Why is it very scary technology? Because of the government, you know, the government facial recognition systems, cameras everywhere, big brother, big brother, big brother. That's why I, in a million years, never thought I would use iPhones like face ID thing. Except, you know what I did out of morbid curiosity? I set it up, I did it, and my god, it's convenient because if I lift my phone up right now, it looks at me, it realizes it's me, and it lets me just get into my phone. That would freaking crazy cool. And some people were like, Well, you just gave your likeness to Apple and all that, now people can access it, the government can get to it. I'm not so concerned about the government getting to it from Apple. Because Apple took on the government. All right. The government said, Hey, Apple, make us a backdoor key to the iPhone that uh that we could use. And Apple said, Yeah, no. And they wouldn't uh this this was a while back. People were very touchy on it because it was the San Bernardino terrorists, shooters, you know, that thing. It was that subject, and the government wanted to get the information off of those guys' phones. But instead of, like, taking those phones to Apple and saying, Hey, can you get into these for us? Can you get us the information off of these phones? These specific phones only get us this information off of these specific phones. The government went to Apple and said, Make us a key so that we can just hack the phones, period. Just give us give us your backdoor key. And Apple said, we don't have a backdoor key. We don't have a backdoor key. It's not a thing. We're not going to do it. And then the government tried to force Apple to do it. And Apple said, we're not we're not going to do that. We're, you can't you can't come to us and demand that we make it. It's not going to work that way. It's not going to happen. So I'm not so concerned about that much because uh, Apple's always kind of been on the side of the consumer sort of. I mean, there's a bigger discussion to be had there. It's more than than a simplistic answer. But I never thought I would use it, but it's the coolest shit ever. If you haven't done it, it's the coolest shit ever. But I'm sure there's some downside like the thumbprint thing that used to open it up and they used to like there was that litigation for a while that said, "Oh, cops could just take your finger and open unlock your phone without your consent." You know, could they do that with my face on my phone? Just holding it in front of my face to access my phone. You know that I don't know. You know that's that's a whole nother that's a whole another battle in the fight of your Fourth Amendment right to privacy and all that crap. So that's face app and facial recognition crap and all that. Uh, there, there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of uh, good political subjects to get into this week, but. Uh, I last last week we had the Bernie Sanders phone in and he committed to coming on the program uh recurringly, not necessarily every week, but recurringly to talk about uh the campaign trail and what's going on and all that. And, and a big story over this past week was actually it actually involves Bernie Sanders. It involves Bernie Sanders and his campaign staff and Wages. See Bernie Sanders. In true progressive fashion, Fr- Fr- uh, you know Fritz. You know, first off, pleasure to be here. Pleasure to talk about the subjects. And 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 what the news has put out. Uh, of course, this news is uh well, it's rather fake news. Bernie, welcome again to the program. Uh. Wh- how do you mean? What what do you mean by fake news? This is something like you guys have said that Donald Trump screamed. You know, this, I guess this was years ago in the election. And all that you talked about Donald Trump talking about fake news and that's dangerous and all that. What do you mean by it's fake news? I, I really I don't think people have the facts right on this story. I uh, you know this 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 is a multifaceted issue uh, and and. They tried to uh just like just like last week you said somebody tried to dunk on you. I think that people are trying to dunk on me right now and I'm not taking I don't I don't take dunks. I don't like Dunkaroos. I I think that Dunkaroos like the cookie were terrible. The, 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 hold. <laughs> dunkaroos were fr- first off you're wrong. Dunkaroos were amazing. Everybody loved Dunkaroos. Anybody who was anybody liked Dunkaroos? Uh, but but i, I still i i 'm failing to see how, how how the media was trying to dunk on you uh, and you can clarify if if i 'm wrong about something that 's fine but uh, how about I break down some of the facts of of the news releases oh, in the story well well I, it, you go ahead and do that, and if I think that uh it 's not factual i will uh I will state my case uh, but i 'll let you talk i mean this is your program uh, i 've I've merely agreed to call in and talk about it Give my side so uh, State your case first And then I will tell you How right or how wrong that may be Alright well I'm, I'm Reading from the Washington Post now uh, Because you were going around uh, Rallying for $15 an hour At, at different campaign v- Stops and rallies across the nation so uh, This article is by Sean Sullivan Washington Post uh, Posted on July 18th Quote Unionized campaign organizers working for Senator Bernie Sanders' presidential effort are battling with its management, arguing that the compensation and treatment they are receiving does not meet the standards Sanders espouses in his rhetoric, according to internal communications. Campaign field hires have demanded an annual salary they say would be equivalent to a $15 an hour wage, which Sanders for years has said should be the federal minimum. The organizers and other employees supporting them have invoked the senator's words and principles in making their case to campaign manager Fayez Shakir. Uh, Shakir, your your campaign manager, has been quoted saying, quote, We know our campaign offers wages and benefits competitive with other campaigns, as is shown by the latest fundraising reports. Every member of the campaign from the candidate on down joined this movement in order to defeat Donald Trump and transform America. Bernie Sanders is the most pro-worker and pro-labor candidate running for president. We have tremendous staff who are working hard. Bernie and I both strongly believe in the sanctity of the collective bargaining process, and we will not deviate from our commitment to it. Uh, The the article goes on to state, though, it was unclear when or whether Sanders had been made aware of the situation. Uh, So first, before even continuing i will uh i will ask did you even know that there was a th- that there was a situation going on you know uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you uh, uh being a, a presidential candidate uh it's very very busy very busy work especially preparing for debates, especially preparing for debates with people like uh you know against the likes of uh Marianne williamson for example uh or uh, other candidates uh maybe like Elizabeth Warren like Elizabeth Warren I heard that you and Elizabeth Warren have a pact not to talk crap on each other I, I don't uh you know Elizabeth Warren we've worked together before in the past uh she's very devoted uh we're very similar uh I you know I I don't have anything negative to say about Elizabeth Warren All right well I don't want to go off track I want to stick on the uh, the the finan- the, the paying of these uh Unionized workers of yours, uh, which, by the way, they they collectively bargained for their salaries sometime back in May. And then uh, for some reason, uh, let's see here. The article states, quote, the draft letter estimated that field organizers were working 60 hours per week at a minimum or at minimum dropping their average hourly pay to less than $13 an hour. Uh, It said that, quote, many field staffers are barely managing to survive financially, which is severely impacting our team's productivity and morale. Some field organizers have already left the campaign as a result, end quote. Uh, Down further in the article, it states, quote, it's not completely clear why the wages dispute began so swiftly after the campaign and the union reached the initial agreement though at the point the campaign has yet to assemble its had yet to assemble its sprawling roster of field organizers but on May 17th Shakir convened an all staff meeting during which he recommended raising the pay for field organizers for for, for field organizers excuse me to $42,000 and changing the work week specifications according to an email he later wrote to staff the union draft included or the union draft indicated he was seeking to extend the work week to six days. Uh, Shakir pressed for a swift vote so he could make budget decisions and decide how many field field organizers to hire, according to his email. The union rejected that offer because the raise would have elevated field staff to pay a level responsible for paying more of their own health care costs, according to the draft proposal the union was preparing this week. The campaign organizers, the campaign workers decided to press harder. On July 11th, dozens logged into Slack, the popular instant messaging service used by the campaign's employees, and began bombarding Shakir with appeals to raise pay for field organizers. So, among these things, uh, it seems that your campaign has gone back and forth in collective bargaining to try to reach a, con- a compromise on this issue. In fact, They have. uh, It's been suggested that uh, you're cutting workers' hours to make it equivalent to $15 an hour, but it's begged the question that uh, your push for a federal mandated $15 minimum wage could cause problems for maybe not the larger corporations, which which I know you're aiming at, but definitely the smaller businesses seem seems that they would struggle, much like your campaign has been struggling uh to reach this agreement your campaign actually has money that's that's the weird thing so uh i you know uh to me cutting hours to be proportionate so that it's $15 an hour i think that that uh, accomplishes uh, the goal you see you see bernie you cutting the hours so that's equivalent of $15 an hour doesn't doesn't translate in how many hours they can work per day or per week like you can you can say that you've given them $15 an hour all you want but now it, like you change the hours what's going to stop other businesses from changing the hours well i'm sure we could just you know we could tackle that next uh if 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 we get a $15 a 15 bucks minimum wage and then if if they try cutting hours we could probably put forth legislation that would guarantee that you could work a certain amount of hours. I don't, Bernie. I think this is messy territory. Now you're talking about the government mandating how many hours have to be allotted from a business to, to an individual working. I mean, like this, the the work field is complicated, Bernie. It's it's more than just banging a gavel and saying like, here's $15 minimum wage for every worker. Which, by the way, to me, anyway, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my opinion on it. I don't think that you should tackle it on a grand scale like that like the minimum wage there's problems with minimum wage for example there's there's people there there's there's kids teenagers just getting into the work field just figuring out about this work thing i don't think they need 15 dollars an hour i think that you could definitely tear the system you could definitely tear it so that first time workers and and people just getting into the field and teenagers and 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 we don't have so much underage workers anymore, but but the teenage workers who are not yet adults, I you know I'm not sh- I'm not so sure that they have to be guaranteed a fifteen dollar minimum wage. I think the seven twenty five you know for just getting a job, getting a summer job, working a summer job, a part time job, I think that's fine. You know, in in the grander scheme of things, rather than forcing all companies to figure out how they're going to pay fifteen dollars an hour. And not having to cut back their workforce, much like your campaign is. Your campaign is now deciding whether or not they have to make those cutbacks, uh, if they can hire as many people as they want to hire, like, and and then tooling with the scheduling and the hours to make it so that it's equivalent. I mean, I'm, it just looks like you're doing a lot of legwork. Well, of course it's of course it's complicated. Of course you know to make sure that everybody gets that fair fifteen dollar. You know, minimum wage. Even in my own campaign, like there's a lot of work to do. It's 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 not just that you're gonna work 40 hours a week and get $15 an hour. You know. And then, but you know, and your campaigns work. I mean, your campaign seems to have good health benefits for them. But but that was another issue that they brought up. Yeah, well, you I'm, know, and I I'm left to wonder. Well, you know that that's why again this goes back to what we talked about last week, Fritz. Medicare for all. And Medicare for all then my campaign doesn't even have to worry about how they're getting health benefits to to the workers because the government will be taking care of it. I knew this was going to go back to Medicare for All. So, your plan is to push nationally Medicare for All so that your employees can make $15 an hour or more and you won't have to worry about their health benefits, but they will pay more in taxes... To have that health care benefit, yes, yes, you know, I think that uh if if you paid more in taxes and and those things were taken care of, i think you'd i think you'd lovepeg board taxes i uh, you know forty fifty sixty seventy percent of your paycheck, I think you would like it i think if you just gave it a shot, you would like not making and bringing home most of the bread, just give it to us. And we'll figure it out. Well, I remain skeptical, so but anyway, thank you Bernie for coming on, and I can't wait for you to come back on uh, next time for whatever subject may come up. Absolutely, and remember 15 dollars an hour minimum wage get it done, however you got to get it done, whether you cut the hours or raise, raise the wages enough so that they have to pay for the health care, whatever you got to do, get it done 15 bucks all right, well isn't it great to have Bernie on the program I love. Talking to the guy, I fundamentally disagree with him on a lot of things and how he would accomplish it, but I love having him on the program. I do. I'm glad that this is. A, I'm glad that this is a segment. It reminds me of yesteryear when we had Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week. Remember that if you were here for that back back in 2015 2016, we had Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week every week, and now we have. Every couple of weeks, every so often, we have Bernie call-ins. Uh, uh, we have like back backstreet politics with Bernie or something. Mind you, uh, you know, they're, they're, mind you, right after in, in amidst all this and the calls for fifteen dollars minimum wage, uh, one of the uh, one of the squad is now going about saying this. That was Rashida Talib. I apologize for the quality of that because it was somebody who took it at a one fair wage rally. So it was literally taken at a, at a restaurant or whatever. Uh, Rashida Talib saying that when they started the $15 an hour minimum wage battle, that it should have been $15 then, but now it needs to be more like $20 an hour. So, you know, at, at this point, why not $30 an hour or $40 an hour or $50 an hour? why not it's, to me this is all pandering this is all easy grabbing of of the voting body hey you don't make enough money and the government's going to say that you have to at a minimum at a minimum make this much an hour because you need it i like really i understand that there are Different people making different wages all across the board. And she actually started by talking about waiters and waitresses and making tips. And she was talking about how people shouldn't have to make their living off of tips. But that depends on who you talk to. Because I know plenty of waiter and bartender who don't want you or the government to fuck with their tips. Because they make bank. They make more money than I do. And I work a state job. That I've been working for seven years. And there's some people who are quote unquote tip earners. You know who are according to Rashida Talib and Bernie Sanders and, and other progressives. They're the dredges of society. They're the ones scraping and trying to get by. I know plenty of them who make bank in in tips. And they love it. And they hate every time the government brings up talking about eliminating that form of work i'm just saying like i'm just saying i know it's not proportionate i know it's not fair across the board per se in that but i know plenty of people who are tip earners you know and they love their jobs they love raking in the dough through tips just saying it just throwing it out there but breaking away from all this money talk uh there there was another story that came out um that, uh, you know, th- th- this is like outrage almost. Allie Ward. Who is Allie Ward, Anyways, uh She's a podcast host. Uh, she's CW's Did I Mention Invention, CBS's Innovative Nation, Brainchild on Netflix, Cooking Channel, uh, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, her thing says science slash comedy. She posted to Macy's. A picture of plates, a uh, plates that, uh... alright, so they're plates, and one of them has a small circle that says skinny jeans, and a slightly bigger circle around that that says favorite jeans, and then a circle around, uh, closer to the outer edge of the plate that says mom jeans. And then there's another plate, a smaller plate, that says, you know, with a circle that says foodie. And then another circle over it, closer to the edge of the plate, that says food coma. Okay. And Allie Ward tweeted to Macy's a picture of these and said, How can I get these plates banned from Macy's in all 50 states? And it sparked a little more blue check mark Twitter outrage (coughs) that... uh, That a bunch of people jumped on talking about how these plates are disgusting, and these plates promote body shaming, and these plates promote uh, targeted harassment, among other things. And Macy's replied and said, Hi, Allie, we appreciate you sharing this with us, and we agree we missed the mark on this product. It will be removed from all story at Macy's locations. Which, which they meant to say all stores or whatever. And Allie replied, I appreciate that. Thanks for hearing and taking the feedback. Side note, if the surplus of stock winds up in TJ Maxx's and Marshall's and Ross stores across America, I'm going to lose it again. Let me tell you something about the great state of America, that this great nation of America that we live in. You can look at those plates and be outraged and think that they're disgusting. And then you just, you keep on walking. That's what you do. You keep on walking because you don't like those plates. Because you think that they are body shaming. And then somebody, maybe me, maybe somebody else, maybe somebody else walks by and looks at those plates and goes, (laughs) So look at these plates. These are freaking hilarious. I'm going to buy them. And then those people buy them and they take them to their home. And you who were hurt just by the mere sight of the plates are no longer hurt because you're probably not going to that person's house anyway. But oh my God. This is... This is... This is a capitalistic society. Shopping and buying products is what we do. If you don't like the product, you don't buy the product. Okay? These are... Fucking plates. That say stupid shit on them. Okay, there's dozens of books and movies and, and other media. There's posters. There's t-shirts. But guess what? This is America. You don't like it. You don't freaking buy it and you move on. You mind your own God damn business. But this is the society that we live in. It's a it's a ru- it's a ruiner society. That's what it is. It's it's I don't like that, and I don't want anybody to have it. So I'm going to ruin it for everybody by tweeting Macy's and telling them to remove it from the stores. And I'm going to get the people who agree with me to jump on board. And then Macy's is going to say we're getting rid of them. Macy's caves. If I was Macy's, I'd be like, you know what? I'm selling them on a discount now. Buy one, get one. And I'd make bank off of it. That's what I would do. Screw screw it. You're going to get outraged over plates. On a shelf. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. Because people have the right to buy those plates. Until you came along... Which your your Twitter says comedy. I don't know how it says comedy because clearly you missed the point. They're plates. They're plates. Please point on the diagram where these plates hurt you. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I see shit in stores all the time I don't like. I, te- I see t-shirts all the time with shit that I don't like. All the time. I see posters with shit that I don't like all the time. So I don't buy that shit. And I don't look at it that long. And I keep walking. Because somebody might see it and go, I like it. And then they buy it, and it's not that big of a goddamn deal. I swear, people people dig and they look for things to be outraged about and then for validation for their outrage. It's like an intention-seeking thing. I don't get it. Like, people, there's people who who have, who their lives, for example, have been wrecked by alcohol. Because they either had somebody in their family who suffered from alcoholism, or their family died in a car crash at the hands of a drunk driver. You know, there's people who have serious issues like that. But they're not petitioning outside of the alcohol distributor or the liquor store, stopping other people from buying alcohol for one person's misdeeds. They might be activists. They might be activists against DUI, you know, driving under, under the influence. They might be people that push for, the, you know, those little, um, those little breathalyzers to start cars or whatever. you know. But they don't go out and petition for alcohol to be banned for everybody. So so this is my point like you know Macy's can do what they want as a store. I don't shop at Macy's anyway. You know, I don't give I don't give a crap what Macy's does. They can do it, but I do find it just a little bit ridiculous that somebody can look at these plates and say that they're offended, take a snapshot or find a snapshot, tweet to Macy's about it and then Macy's is pulling it off the shelves like it's this big controversial thing instead of just like why doesn't Macy's just say Hey, screw off. And if you ain't going to shop here, fine. Whatever. It's a product. Don't buy it. Move along. These are not the plates you're looking for. Move along. Move along. Move along. There was another outrage story. I'm not going to dive really deep into it, but it was a representative, Erica Thomas, claiming that days after Donald Trump did the go back thing, that a white man confronted her at a store checkout in the express lanes and told her that she was a lazy son of a bitch and needed to go back where she came from. And then when she did a news conference outside that store, the man miraculously showed up and claims that he's a S- Hispanic, lifelong Democratic voter who was just calling out Erica Thomas because she he believed she's created the whole thing as a stunt. Uh, that, that That's a whole mess that's out there, too. But what I what I truly wanted to be outraged about this week was the Mueller hearings. The 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 Mueller hearings. Why? Why did I want to be outraged about the Mueller hearings? Because it was useless. It was pointless. That's why. It was a big waste of time and energy and money. I don't know why there was a Mueller hearing. I don't know why. Because Mueller had stated, prior to this going down, prior to this happening, Mueller had stated that he was going to stick to the contents of his report and not go outside of that. That's what Mueller said. Mueller said he was going to stick with his report. He wasn't going to go outside of uh, of his report. And that's exactly what he did. A lot of it was just this public grandoise rereading of the Mueller report. Of th- this stuff has been out for months now. We know the Mueller report didn't exonerate President Donald Trump. We know it didn't exonerate him. For all intents and purposes, it it puts it out there that there's a lot of shady shit going on everywhere. But the most important takeaway. Which I have to absolutely agree with this Twitter user, Amy McGrath, who posted this video from it. Uh, The most important takeaway is the fact that Russia actively tried to interfere and did interfere in our election process and is doing it again. As are other nations, this is 21st century warfare. This is the biggest takeaway, this clip right here.
1: One of the most striking things in in your report is that the Internet Research Agency not only undertook a social media campaign in the U.S., but they were able to organize um, political rallies um, after the election. Um, our our committee issued a, um, a, a report and, and insight on saying that Russian active measures – um, are growing with frequency and intensity, and including their expanded use of groups such as uh, the IRA, and these groups pose a significant threat to the United States and our allies in upcoming elections. Would you agree with that? Yes. In fact, one of the uh, other areas that we have to look at are many more companies, are not companies, many more countries are developing a capability to replicate what the Russians had done. You you alluded to making sure the other all the elements of the federal government should be working together. Do you have a suggestion on a strategy to do that to counter this disinformation? Not overarching. Is this, um, in your investigation, did you think that this was a single attempt by the Russians to get involved in our election, or did you find evidence to suggest they'll try to do this again? Oh, it wasn't a single attempt. Uh, they're doing it as we sit here. And they expect to do it... Uh, uh, during the next campaign.
0: That's probably the biggest takeaway. Is that while this has happened, while this has happened with, I argue, great success, great success, nothing seemingly is being done other than these grandoys hearing spectacles that accomplish nothing. Their big, grandoise, media-hogging, money-draining efforts, that accomplish nothing. That's what the Mueller hearing did. It accomplished nothing. No new information. Nothing changed. It was a waste of your time and your tax dollars. And some of you actually watched the whole damn thing. That's all I'm saying. Russia interfered with the election. It happened. It's happening right now. It's still happening. What's being done to counter it? What's being being done to secure our election process and cycles? Nothing. Big takeaway. Guys, thanks for listening. This is this week's edition of the FritzCast. I thank you, and I hope... That I entertained, enlightened, and we had some important discussions. Follow me on Twitter at FritzQS, Facebook.com slash the Fritzcast. Do not forget the in that Fritzcast Podcast at gmail dot com. And the database is Fritzcast Database. D-A-D-A-B-A-S-E dot com for entries there. And be sure to tune in next time for more discussion. And be sure to share this with a friend too. If you like it, uh, reach out to me. I've had some great feedback over the past couple episodes, thanks to uh, my pal Stephen Ignoramus and Call Me Ignorant and his audience checking me out. Thank you. Welcome to the Fritzcast family. Everybody's welcome to the Fritzcast family, even if you disagree with me, even if you think I'm a jackass. You're welcome. Hop on board. We're we're bringing liberty to America. Come on. All right, guys. Love you. See you next time.